Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Join me as we head into service. I am so grateful to God to come into your homes once again to break the bread of life. As we go through this season of Advent, we are reminded of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're also reminding that he is coming again. And so today I want to open up a scripture in Luke 1 to look at the publication of his coming and to examine just a few characters in the story of Emmanuel, God with us. And I'm not necessarily going to go into the verse where he's called Emmanuel, but I'm talking about the fact that God, who is the creator of all things, the invisible God, took his spirit and impregnated a virgin and f caused flesh to form in the womb and to bring forth one who had the spirit without measure. But I want to talk today on a subject. There will be a fulfillment. Whenever God speaks, whatever proceeds out of his mouth, you can rest assured there will be a fulfillment. Sometimes the word of God stretches our faith to such a degree that it is unbelievable. And there are times and there are examples in scripture where people did not believe. But nevertheless, there will be a fulfillment. It is better that we believe, but even if we don't, there will be a fulfillment. Our Father and our God, I pray that you would brood over your word today. Watch over it to perform it just as you said. I pray that you would inspire somebody. I pray that you would touch somebody. I pray that you would speak to somebody today. Save some, convert others, and draw many unto yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at Luke 1, beginning at verse 13, we'll read through verse 20, and then we'll jump down to verse 39 and read through verse 45. Luke 1 and 13 reads, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him 
in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Here we get a picture of Zacharias, who was a priest, who was doing his priestly duty. And while he was doing it, there were people outside who were praying. His, his priestly order, in part, was to make certain that he released incense, and incense represent the prayer of saints. And as he was in the holy place, releasing the incense, the people were outside praying. And you'll read that in Luke 1. Uh, you should read the verses before verse 13. But as he was praying, as they were praying, he had a visitation from Gabriel. And it's fascinating to see that his response was fear. I want you to remember that as we look at another account later in the scripture. His response was fear. But Gabriel said, don't be afraid because I've heard your prayer or your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth is going to give you a son. So that gives us insight to what Zachariah was praying for. He was praying for a son. He was now up in age. His wife was up in age and she was barren. So even when they were youthful, they were not able to produce a child. But he wanted a son. No doubt he was thinking about legacy. He was thinking about the continuation of his name. But because he was afraid, and because he looked at his own frailty, he did not believe the word of God that was spoken to him. As I looked at this text, I asked, why would a priest who loves God, and the Bible says that both he and Elizabeth were blameless concerning the commandments. They walked in the statutes of the God of Israel. They loved God. He served God all of his life, yet he didn't believe the word of God. And the reason was he focused on himself. I want you to know, beloved, that the word of God that's spoken shall be fulfilled. It doesn't matter what you lack. It doesn't matter your weakness or frailty. The word of, 
of God will be fulfilled because God watches over his word to perform it. It's about him. It's not about us. And so Zechariah looked at his circumstance and concluded, I'm an old man. My wife is now advanced in years and she's barren. How is this going to happen? It can't happen. Now, he had already been told that God was going to perform it. And he was supposed to rejoice because of what his son was going to grow up to be. He was going to walk in the power of Elijah. He was going to turn many to God. In fact, as a priest, I knew he knew the word of God. I know that he knows the word of God or knew it. He knew that Malachi had talked about the curse that would smite the earth unless the fathers turned to the sons and the sons to the fathers. And Gabriel told him that that was going to happen because of the ministry of his son. That should have caused him to rejoice. But he was afraid. He didn't believe that God was going to do it because he thought that he had to produce it. I want to remind you that whatever God has called you to do, he will perform it. He will produce it. He will do it. He just needs a willing vessel. And because Zachariah, who committed his life to service, in effect rejected the word of God, God caused his mouth to be shut and to be mute. But the day came when Elizabeth brought forth that child and the people, just as Gabriel said, came around. Many came and rejoiced and they said his name ought to be Zachariah. He ought to, because in those days the tradition was to name a son after the father or someone in the lineage of the father. And Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. Zachariah still could not speak. But he said, bring me a piece of paper. Bring a tablet. And he wrote, his name is John. That was the evidence that John, that uh, Zachariah had seen enough to know that what the angel Gabriel had said would come to pass. He said, but behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. As it was taking place, it caused Zechariah to believe God. I pray to God that you wouldn't have to wait until the thing that's spoken comes to pass before you believe, because it will put you into a season like Zechariah where you will be limited there are things that you could do. Zechariah could have been proclaiming the goodness of the Lord. Zechariah could have been speaking prophetically about his son that was to come. But I got good news. Even if you restrain the word of God, you can't stop it. Once he's spoken it, it shall be fulfilled. And Zechariah began to speak prophetically. And the Bible says... He was filled with the Spirit because the Word of God came forth in him. Although he was mute for months, for a season, 
But it would have been so much better for Zachariah if he would have believed it when it was spoken. And it's so much better for you and me that we believe the word of God when it's spoken. How, what is the evidence that we believe the word of God when it's spoken? Let's move on to the next part of our text, which is the story of Mary. And it begins in verse 39. We're going to read verse 39 through verse 45. And it reads, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I want to draw your attention to a few things. The same Gabriel that came to Zechariah as he was ministering as a priest that caused him to be afraid came to Mary. And although Mary was confused and asked at one point, how can these things be? that you've spoken, because I have not known a man. In other words, I, I can't produce a child unless a man interacts with me. That hasn't happened. How am I going to be, how am I going to become pregnant? And Gabriel told her that the Most High shall overshadow you, and the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon you. And she, the evidence of her belief is when Gabriel told her to go to her cousin Elizabeth. The Bible says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. She's, her last words to Gabriel were, Be it unto me as you have spoken. It is not enough to hear the word. Both Zechariah and Mary heard the word. Zachariah didn't do it. Mary did it. It is better to be a doer of the word than to be a hearer only. It's important to hear because faith comes by hearing. But it's important, more important, to do it. And because she did it, she was blessed. She was blessed, he was mute. He was mute, she was blessed. 
Would you rather be mute or blessed? I, I just want you to know that the evidence of us believing God is in our action. It is in what we do. I know what you believe and you know what I believe based on what we do. That speaks louder than what we say. She was instructed to go and the Bible says she moved with haste. He moved with fear and she arose and moved with haste. She went, the Bible says, to Zachariah's house. Now Elizabeth didn't know that Mary was pregnant, but the Spirit of God through his agent, his messenger, Gabriel, let Mary know that Elizabeth was pregnant. And she was six months into her pregnancy. And Gabriel told her she who was barren is with child. And he said, with God, nothing is impossible. What he was doing was encouraging Mary's faith. I know that what I've spoken to you seems hard, but I want you to go to the hill country. I've got a witness down there that'll show that nothing is impossible with God. You know Elizabeth is old and Zachariah is old, but she is pregnant. And just as God performed it with her, he's going to perform it with you. I know that the two of you have something in common. You both have experienced reproach. Elizabeth has been reproached her whole life because she was barren, her whole married life, because she was barren. She was ashamed. Society looked down on women who were unable to produce. And Mary, you're about to experience that kind of reproach and scorn because nobody's going to believe that you're pregnant without violating the law. That you're betrothed to a man. And when you tell people who think with their natural mind that yes, you're pregnant, but you've never known a man, get ready for reproach. But I want you to go see your cousin Elizabeth so you can see how it ends. Elizabeth ended up prophesying saying, God has visited me and taken away my reproach. He wanted Mary to be encouraged and to see that when God speaks a word, he's faithful to perform it. He's got you. He'll take care of you. God is going to take away your reproach, the things that make you ashamed. If you walk in his word and you are a doer of his word, God will take care of you. People reproach you for things that are not even so. Even when you believe God and you obey God, you are subject to reproach. These two women were obedient to the word of God. They walked in the word. They had the favor of God, yet they suffered reproach. Don't let anybody tell you because you suffer reproach that that makes you a sinner or someone bad. Neither of these women were guilty of anything other than believing God, and yet they suffered reproach. God wants to encourage you today and let you know that there shall be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken in your life. When, he, when Mary gets to the house, 
and just gives a simple greeting. Hello, peace be unto you. How you doing, cuz? Something happens. Something happens. You remember what Gabriel said to Zechariah. He said, John is going to be filled with the spirit even in the womb. Elizabeth had something in her womb that she didn't even know. She thought it was just a baby boy growing in her womb. She didn't realize that that boy was full of the Holy Ghost. And when Mary stepped through the threshold, John witnessed something. He was a witness. The Bible said he leaped, but not just leaped, he leaped for joy. He had joy because the presence of the Lord had come into that room. And when that happened, the Bible says that Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. The Spirit of God was moving in that place. It was in Elizabeth's womb. It was in Mary's womb. It got into Elizabeth's spirit, and she began to speak prophetically. Oh, Zechariah. You could have been prophetic in the day that you heard the word, but he had to go for a season being mute because he didn't believe. I want to say to some of you, God desires to speak a word that will encourage many through you, but you're going through a season of being muted because you, have, you don't believe that what God said He's able to do because you're focused on yourself. God told me to tell you that he can do it and he will do it. He's just waiting for you to know that these things are going to happen in their time. Just as Gabriel said to Zechariah, in their own time, it's going to happen. The problem is you want it to happen in your time. It's not about your time. It's about the time that God has appointed for the word that he's spoken. I want you to know that in his own time, there shall be a fulfillment. God unlocked that tongue, loose their tongue. They've been mute long enough. Let them release the word. May it be like Elizabeth, that the spirit of God fell on. Let it fall on somebody right now that they might speak your word prophetically. The baby leaped for joy, and Elizabeth said, Oh, what have I done that this has been granted to me? You're blessed among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, but why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord, now no one had told her that Mary was pregnant, but she knew by the spirit of God that had fallen in that place, that the Lord was in that place. The mother of my Lord, the baby that was in her womb was a witness. John was filled with the Holy Ghost in her womb. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Jesus, the Emmanuel that I opened with. Gabriel explained to Mary that this was going to happen because the Spirit of God would overshadow her. And the Spirit that was placed in her womb was fully formed. God, who is the self-existing one, didn't have to be formed into life. The spirit 
was fully formed. That's why John the Beloved said Jesus had the Spirit without measure because the fullness of the Spirit impregnated Mary. And then, and I'm te- I want you to know, it wasn't an embryo. It wasn't a fetus. It was the Son of God. That means the same material, the same material that is in God was now in Mary. What was forming was his flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He had to become flesh so that he could understand the feelings of our infirmities, so he could be tested like we were, so that he could become a high priest who who understands what we're going through. And this process happened in order for you and I to be redeemed, in order for you and I to, to be delivered from destruction. And I want you to know that that precious spirit that was placed in Mary was fully formed at the point of inception. That's what makes it immaculate. And then Jesus, the baby boy, was formed. Fully divine and fully man. Son of man and son of God. The son of God was fully formed because he existed before he came into the womb. He was in heaven. When everything was being created, he was right there. He's the creative expression of God. That's why he said to Philip, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You don't know the stuff that I'm made of. You don't know where I come from. I'm not from around here. You think I came from Nazareth. The people say no good thing comes from Nazareth. But if you knew the gift of God and you knew where I came from, you would know that when you see me, You see the Father. So Mary and Elizabeth has an exchange. Mary's part was minor. She just gave a salutation. And the Spirit of God leapt on Elizabeth and said, Blessed is she who believed. Zechariah, a priest, was made mute because he didn't believe. Mary, a teenage virgin who heard something that was more impossible than what Zachariah heard, submitted herself and believed and said, be it unto me according to your word. And she was blessed because of her belief. In both cases, It wasn't about them, what they could produce, or their frailty. And I think about Joseph in this equation. Joseph knew that it wasn't about him, but the encouragement to him was not to put her away because what she says is true. It happened. The same Gabriel visited him and let him know, don't put her away. God has done this, and he faithfully stood by her side. When there are things that God challenges us to do, he will never leave us 
alone. For both Zachariah, who didn't believe initially, and for Mary, they had support. How did Elizabeth know that his name ought to be John? There's nothing in the scripture, nothing in the scripture that tells us that Gabriel, Gabriel visited her and told her what he told Zachariah. He told Zachariah his name was John, and then his mouth was shut. So he couldn't tell Elizabeth. He couldn't talk. He was musing with his thoughts and thinking about what had happened. But when the day came, he wrote in agreement with what she said. Here's, the, here's what God wants to impart to you today. When you don't speak the word that God has given you to speak, he'll cause another to speak it. And then you'll be left to confirm it because he already spoke it to you. Elizabeth's role was to confirm the word that God spoke to her husband. But because he didn't speak, God put him in the role of confirming. I want you to know that if you don't do what God says to do, he'll raise up another to do it. And you will find yourself in a subordinate role. You'll never escape the word of God. There shall be a fulfillment. But when you were supposed to be the one shouting it on the rooftop, you'll be the one in the valley confirming it because God is going to fulfill his word. I wish somebody would say amen. There shall be a fulfillment of those things that have been spoken by the Lord. The problem is many times we repeat stuff that's been spoken, but it is not by the Lord. There's no promise that that's going to be fulfilled, but whatever is spoken by the Lord, it is going to come to pass because God will fulfill it. And the thing that puts fear and trembling in me, beloved, is the knowledge that God will do it with or without me. So I choose to do it with him so he doesn't have to do it without me. What about you? You have two people got the same, had the same angel give them a word. One responded in fear, one arose and moved with, with haste. There's something about movement when you hear the word of God that pleases God. The Bible says of Noah, that Noah moved with fear when God told him to build the ark and everybody around him was mocking him. For 120 years, he said, it's going to rain while he was building and nobody believed, not even his family. I want you to know that you might feel all alone in what it is God has told you to do. You may even feel a measure of reproach you may even feel mocked. You might feel marginalized. God knows Mary had to walk through that, but she understood by the word of God what she was carrying. And God sent her to a place while the baby Jesus was still in her womb to get confirmation, to get 
encouragement to have a prophetic word spoken over her life so that she knew what it was that was happening in her. And not many days hence, Mary had her own prophetic visitation and she wrote a song. It's called the Song of Mary. There's something about the word of God that inspires us. There's something about the word of God when we move in it and walk in it that causes us to do what God says do. And we can even encourage ourselves because the word of God is right. There shall be a fulfillment of the things that have been spoken. And I pray today that we would be like Mary and even when it seems impossible, know that what's impossible to man is possible with, with God. And as long as we know that, we will then put our focus on him, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When we look at ourselves to do something that God calls us to do that is beyond our capability, that appears to be out of reach. Faith is the bridge to making it possible because when I believe God, he performs it. But if I choose to be like Zachariah, here is the mercy of God. This is why he is so lovable. This is why he's easy to love when you understand this. Even when I look at my own inadequacies and my own frailty and I reject the word of God that's spoken, he leads me to repentance. That's what he did for Zechariah. He led Zechariah to a place of repentance and it was foretold by Gabriel when he said, but behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their own time. In other words, when you see this come to pass, I'm not going to say let you say another word. You're not going to speak another word until this happens. And the first words he spoke were written. And he said what he was instructed to say in terms of naming his child. And the next thing that happens, the next thing that happens is a prophetic word is released from the mouth of Zechariah. In verse 21, it also says something that's important, and I'm going to bring this to a close. And the people waited for Zechariah and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. There's some insight in this verse. I told you that he was performing his priestly duty with the incense, and the people were praying. And the angel told him that his prayer was heard. He's praying for a son. When he gets the answer, he doesn't believe it because he knows this body can't produce that. My wife's body couldn't produce it even when she was young. It's like, how is this going to happen? This, this doesn't make sense to me. 
but the people who are praying. Somebody's praying for you. Somebody's praying for me. I want to speak to those people. I want to encourage you. It says, and the people waited. When you're praying for someone who hasn't shown up for their assignment, they didn't know why he was in there so long. They knew his duty. We, we do this all the time in its season, and we know he should be finished with what he's doing. Something is not right. So they waited. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. They waited, and they marveled. It may cause you to marvel that something that ought to be routine is taking a long time. Something that the person should be familiar with doing in ministry, they're now struggling with. Something that they've done over and over, they can't seem to produce it. You know that there's something that's off. Keep praying and wait. The people waited for Zacharias. Even though Zacharias couldn't help himself, the people waited. Even though he couldn't produce in his own mind what was required of him, the people waited. God is calling on all of those who are prayer warriors, who've been covering individuals, and you see that they seem to be struggling. What they used to do as routine is not so routine anymore. Wait. Wait on the Lord. Keep sending up the smoke before the throne of God because there will be a fulfillment of those things that were spoken of by the Lord. I want to pray for you. If you're struggling with the word, a word that you know has come to call you, that is calling you deeper, higher, and into another place in God, but you look at yourself and feel like you don't have the equipment, you're not equipped, I want you to know there will be a fulfillment. Father, I pray that just as you encourage the faith of Mary, that you would encourage the faith of many. I sense there are many who need their faith encouraged. Send a word that is prophetic. Send a word that is sure. Send a word that will let them know what you've already spoken to them. Affirm them and confirm your word. God, it is so important that they be affirmed as the word is confirmed. You did it for Zachariah, do it for them. You did it for Mary, do it for them. I call you blessed. And now, people of God, may the Lord himself lift up his countenance unto you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you peace. May you know that he is with you, that he is for you, 
and may he be with your children unto a thousand generations. Keep the faith. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.